Welcome to the JMS Podcast. My name is Jorge M. Sanchez, and you better sit down and suit up and get ready to listen to this guest. This next guest is Chase Darty. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. He've acted in a couple of my web series episodes. And when I first started doing comedy, he was the first uh, comedians I befriended outside of the San Jose State University Club. So, yeah, I uh, look forward to that conversation. We had an interesting conversation. If anything, to take from it, I think I realized how um, little I know about managing my own money. That's right. Uh, talking about money, you could definitely help me uh, to run this podcast. So please donate to the JMS podcast. Anything helps to help my help me run this podcast independently and going and growing. Oh, that sounds so corny. And going and growing. God. I just hate myself saying that. Anyway, <laughs> but I seriously need some donations to carry on this podcast. Uh, you can go to the jmspodcast.com website and you can, on the um, menu, click on donations and it'll give you options. You can either donate by GoFundMe or you can donate on Patreon. Either one, they are awesome. Um, check out the content I have on the website while you're at it. And I have a lot of stuff lined up for the podcast. Um, I just need a, you know, some money to get stuff done faster. But other than that, if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. And you can pay attention to behind-the-scenes stuff if you follow this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Bada-beam, bada-boom. All right. Let's go to my conversation with Chase Doherty. Uh, I got a Canon. Yeah. Which I I, I got a Nikon first, but I, I traded for a Canon. I think. What can- do you like better? So far, I'm digging the Canon. Okay. N- N- Nikon is great for like um, pictures. Uh huh. Like super great, and Canon's great for like pictures and video. So okay. that's why. When you're on a budget, at least. Okay. So. Hmm. That's the camera we use to film. Yeah. No. The the T5. Yeah. I was looking at one of these actually. I think I might get one. Cool man. For video and uh, pictures and stuff like that, but I think I'll. What I want to do is like do a like YouTube channel. Yeah. Trying to figure out. Like a vlog. Yeah, a video vlog. Okay. I'm not really sure what the premise will be. But that's what I'm thinking about. Uh, so we've been up to. Nothing much, man. Just been kind of hanging out. Um, let's see. Um. Are we recording right now? Yeah, we've been oh, recording. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Um, let's see. Mostly I've been... Oh, gosh. Um, I've been working a lot at my uh, current job. Mm-hmm. And that's been, like, taking up most of my time, at least. And cool. and uh, try to fit in comedy as much as I can, at least. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's just uh, it's been hard, just because I mean the, I mean the hours I work aren't really long. It's just uh, it's it's draining like most of the days, and it's a lot of stuff that I need to retain information for. So when I'm, when I get off of work, I kind of just have to, uh, practice and, and know the concepts of my job, and you know make sure that I'm on top of things, and, um, 
And that's right. You you work in the banking system. Uh, I work banking in the banking industry. industry. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm a banker. So, uh, like like a full on banker. Is that your official title? Yeah. So my official title is a relationship banker. And so essentially, what I do is I open and I close accounts for people. Uh, I I kind of answer like any questions that they might have. Um, I help them like order checks and. Is it like a, it's nine to five, right? Um, it's like eight thirty to five thirty, or like nine thirty to six thirty. Yeah, man. Kinda, it just depends. I mean, I mean, it's it's a cool job. It's, it's decent pay for right now, but uh, you know, it's it's just a, it's a stepping stone towards like something that's a bigger picture. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of hard though, because after working eight hours or so, a bit more than eight hours, mm-hmm. and it's like the open mics are like so late at night. Yeah, yeah, and well, I mean, I recently got transferred to a new location in South San Jose. So it's not that the commute is bad. It's just by the time that I get back home and then I start to kind of settle down and unwind, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's already like it's already like seven seven thirty, you know, and I mean most of the mics started, you know, that time or nine o'clock, and I just you know I don't feel like I don't feel like going out after that. So I gotta, mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit of my part having to be self motivated. And uh, being a comic, you really gotta be self motivated. I mean, you it, do. You it, have to be consistent. Yeah, yeah. What you do and how often you go out there. And uh, one of the comics I know well, Frankie Marcos. Frankie Marcos. That guy. He's a hustler. Yeah. Holy shit! Like, talk yeah. about a hustler. Talk about a grinder, man. Like, yeah. I don't know how he does that. I think he has like two or three jobs that he has. Uh-huh. Not really sure, yeah. but he does that and comedy. And does his own showcase, and does and is like does his own like videos and stuff like that too on YouTube. So I don't know how he does it, but I mean it's um, it's something that I'm looking to try to get to. But I need to have like a solid foundation and stepping point. I think I think with me just with like uh, the recent move because I also had to move out of my old place and find a new one kind of last minute. So I'm kind of settling into my new place now. And I think it's just kind of the one on Julian Street, right? Or is it Fifteenth and St. James? Fifteenth and St. James. Yeah, still in downtown, thank God. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. So I'm able to walk to most things still. Dude, I'm just dropping shit left and right today. <laughs> is, that ah. is that the mouse? Yeah. All day I just been clumsy, like all fucking day. <laughs> like I become that character for that I wrote for looking for Saint Hoy. Yeah, you. Yeah, you have. <laughs> I like how you, you didn't disagree. You just agreed. Like, yeah, well, you're, you're, you're a <laughs> you're mess. That, you're that guy. Una matcha. <laughs> is, that, is that Spanish for stain? Este, este una matcha? Una mancha. Yeah, yeah. Mancha? Yeah. Mancha. Este una mancha. You know, they did a good job. He, they did. He, Francisco, the, the the guy, like he he had no idea that he's going to be running a lot. Because <laughs> uh, we, we did, because we, we actually have some deleted scenes that I didn't put in there where he he almost gets run over by a car and stuff like that. Oh, really? Uh, well, like it, it was acted. It wasn't like a car really was gonna hit him. But it, it's just it's funny how you know, because like, filmmaking one on one, everything could go wrong will go wrong one on one. So you know, originally that part was meant for like an Asian couple. Yeah, it was. I remember yeah, we were trying yeah. to look for. Yeah. Asian couple and and I finally had to settle in with a with a Latino couple, which I don't mind, uh, but yeah. it worked out well. I, I think I think she did and he did a good job. You know, it, it kind of mm-hmm. for me it, it made the episode better. I think yeah, it did. Yeah, 
It did. You're right. And you did a good job too. I'm hearing good feedback from that. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, I, it's, although it was funny when I was looking back at the takes about you, your eyes were just all over the place. Your eyes yeah. were at the camera. Yeah. I know. I still, I still am not really kind of self-aware of like where all my eyes are at, or like where exactly I need to be looking uh-huh. when I'm like doing my scene. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm not looking exactly straight at you. I'm looking at like. Have kind you, of the have, left of your head. Have you acted before this? I haven't. No, I have man. zero acting experience. Well, people like you, man. That's, That's good. You, you, um, you're the reason. I, I'm giving you a bigger role throughout the season because people are like, oh, yeah, Jacob, you know, his good chemistry with Matt, this and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Jacob. I'm sorry, Chase. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I had today I had a long conversation with Jacob mm-hmm. because uh, we just started the whole movie review thing. Mm-hmm. And he's really nervous about it. Yeah. But yeah, but they're like, Chase, man, he's pretty good in the episode that's good well i'm glad i'm getting positive feedback from whoever it is that's uh giving me the positive feedback that feels uh that's huge so i really appreciate yeah all the and you're all a the pretty love. good sound guy <laughs> yeah i mean i don't mind yeah i don't even mind multitasking you know uh, i want to get somewhere um in the i feel bad like, like half of my actors are, are pretty much the crew as well <laughs> Hey man, you need to do whatever you need to do to make make your web series yeah. right, man. So whatever you can do for help, I, I appreciate that though. You you taking out the sound. Hey, no problem. I mean, it's something that I'm learning on the spot too. I really don't know. How, it's it's mostly me doing it, but it's also mostly you telling me like where to hold most of it. Like it's not the where hard. it needs to be. It's and you know what? Yeah, the first time around it was a little complicated, but yeah, second. Second time around, it wasn't that hard. It was actually pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that could help me down the line, too, with, like, media, television, radio, film. Same principles there as the same principles here. Like, even recording this podcast. Mm-hmm. All this stuff, same principles as of that little device you had. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it'll work out. That's if, good. If you ever go that route. Yeah. And you mentioned, like, you want to do something with YouTube-related. Yeah, I did. Um, I'm not really sure... Uh, what it is exactly I, I need to put it like pen to paper and have some ideas and have some episode ideas vlog ideas going um, I think uh, I think one of the I think one of the concepts that I wanted to do for like one of my uh, vlog episodes was to you know teach people how to um, to be an adult I mean I guess related into like my line of work what does know, that mean I, be an adult you know, it's just, dude. Like, I mean, I get it. It's being adults fucking hard, but like, what what do you think? Like, you have. I think it's just understanding. Being an adult, I think the first thing that you need to understand is that life isn't fair. I think you just need to accept that now. Like, you can't bitch and complain about everything that goes wrong in your life. Dude, I bitch and complain a lot. I just ugh. I know. Fine. So be it. I mean, bitch and com- <laughs> I mean, bitch and complain, but I mean, do it on your own terms. Don't do it to like other people don't bitch and complain to other people you know about um about certain things that aren't going your way or um or just like or just like being an adult like in a presence of like um we're customer service you know what i mean like people people that are in the customer service industry get a lot of shit and i worked and i'm essentially in the customer service industry believe it or not still mm-hmm. as a, as a, as a banker right. um that has a <laughs> has a degree i'm still in the customer service industry believe it or not and you know um people people still act like children you know they 
The, the customers do? Yeah, or customer, the people, or the yeah. working. Okay. Customers do. A lot of customers still act like children and we always people customers have always had this thing and like people have always had this thing where, you know, the customer is always right. And that's not true. That's that's never true. I think that's just something that we need to scrap yeah. and just like remove from our books of society for now on. Because, I mean, if the customer were always right, then businesses would cease to exist. Because if a customer is always right, then a customer could walk in and say, I want a McDouble for free. Well, no. Which you actually seen that happen, right? Yeah. I remember you had a story about that. Yeah. Some lady, yeah, poor lady just gave up and was just like, fine, fuck you. (laughs) I'll just give it to you. Just, I, just defeated, you know, only making, you know, 10 bucks an hour. Just, yeah. Not even, just, you know, people that are just pieces of shit. Like, really. And, I mean, I don't know exactly how to frame this right because it's, it's a thought that's in my head, but I feel like I'm kind of rambling about it now. But I feel like just the overall concept of, like, the customer is always right. I think it's, I think it's horseshit. I completely agree with you. I, I think, uh, uh, I mean, when, I guess we're not trying to say disregard the, the, what the customer yeah, uh, no. is asking for. It's more about, you know, use common sense what they're asking for. And I think a lot of businesses, especially in the, in the food industry, they like to give the customers more power than they should. Yeah. Because, honestly, it's like I go in and I'm just looking for good food. Like, And, and like, I, I don't know why people want more than just that. Than just, yeah. hey, just I want this food that's in the picture and that's it. Or mm-hmm. take this off. But some people just go, just take it too far, and it gets annoying in the kitchen, and it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, exactly. Or even like uh, with what I deal with in, in ba- the banking industry every single day, is people coming in and arguing about bank fees, or uh, why am I paying a monthly fee for having an account? Well, you know what? Let yeah, me answer that because I I pay monthly fee in my account. I okay. don't really get it. What's going on with there, Chase? Okay, yeah, no, I'll I'll tell you exactly what's going on there as well too because. Um, it's not, it's, I don't know exactly why. Okay. But, (laughs) but I mean, here, here's my best guess. This is your theory. Here's my best guess for the reason why. And it's think of the, what, I mean, Jorge, why do you bring your money to a bank? Uh, to store it and to use it via digitally, like on my card. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, because that's where the cash is, you know. They give me a check, and that's where yeah. the bank is the cash. Uh, where do you bank with? Just, just out of curiosity. Uh, B of A. B of A. Bank of America. Oh, I'm, I'm a patriot, of course. Patriot. <laughs> bank of America. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, good, good but, financial, financial institution. Um, I won't say on this podcast where exactly I work at, just because, right. um, you know, I can't disclose that information due right. to policies and regulations. Um, but you know, most the reason why. Uh, you know, and a lot of these banks, you know, they have ways to waive your monthly service fee, right? Mm-hmm. So it's usually, you know, by the amount of transactions that you might do per month. It might be the, about the balances that you need to have in your account. Um, you know, among or like the, the simple fact that you have direct deposit from your job or like um, from Social Security benefits, government benefits, whatever it may be. Um, <clears throat> you know, so. I'm sure that they probably at Bank of America they probably went over with you 
um, how to waive those monthly service fees. Am I right or wrong? No, they did not. They did not. No. Holy shit, man. No. You'd, well, at least I don't recall. I, you don't I, recall. I, it's been so long. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people forget. And, I mean, even in my own financial institution where I bank at, like, I, I don't even – I've forgotten as well, too. Well, well, another thing that annoys me is that I have a limited amount of times I could transact or I could transfer money from my savings to my checking. Yeah. It's like, what's the deal with that? Like, why can't I just, like, you know, flip-flop as much as I want? Like, maybe... Oh, like, transferring money from... Like, taking money out of your savings account to your checking account? Yeah. Well, the whole purpose of that... I mean, my theory is... Um, you know, my knowledge, my knowledge is, my theory is... Because I cause all banking institutions are differently. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, uh, it's primarily with uh, Regulation D, uh, which is actually something with uh, the federal government how your um, your personal savings accounts works um, for the purpose of a savings account. You're not supposed to dip into it and transfer or withdraw funds out of that particular savings account. Um, you know, I believe it's... And the feds don't want this. Well, yeah, I mean, because it's, it's the purpose for savings. You're not supposed to be dipping into... You have a savings account to save money for whether it's an emergency or six month in reserves mm. and the six month reserves basically means, um, essentially, um, you know, say Jorge, you lose your job and you need to find a job. That six month reserves is supposed to help you, uh, during the time in which you're looking for a new place of employment until you get. So, so, so the feds have an idea that people generally are not good at handling money. So they're going to be like, all right, you can, I'm going to limit you. How many times you could transfer? Well, we have. Well, we have. I mean, that's the purpose of a checking and a savings account. A savings account is supposed to be used for savings. A checking is supposed to be for everyday use, right? So, if you're using the savings account to transfer money or to withdraw money out of that account, you know, more than, I believe it's more than six times. If you do it more than six times a month, then there's a fee that's charged. I believe. I'm not sure how. Can, can I waive those fees? <laughs> can you waive those fees? I don't know, man. Hard to say. Cause, but cause, I don't think you can. Because with the episode, the web episodes, the web series, mm-hmm. uh, I had to continually take out money from the savings uh, mm-hmm. because of the of the Kickstarter or of, yeah. the, of the crowd. You know, because, you know, I had to pay for equipment or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and after that, I have to do some times. They're like, hey, we're just going to. They haven't done it yet, but they kind of yeah. said, hey, we're turning, we're getting rid of your savings. Now you just have only a checking. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, ah. yeah. So, or they'll either they'll either eliminate the savings account, or they'll turn your savings account into another checking account. No. Yeah. So, it's basically it's it's regulation D. I, I think the one thing listeners can take from this is that I'm very bad with my finances. I mean, I mean, who isn't? You know. <laughs> I mean, serious. I mean, serious, man. Sixty-seven think, episodes in. This is the episode where, like, yeah, Jorge's actually. Can we trust Jorge with the with the donations? With finances, with, with yeah, the donations we're setting to the podcast. <laughs> I hope so, oh, man. I yeah. hope they can. Yeah, yeah, um, man. I'm trying to get more people to donate to this podcast because I don't know. I, I I could use the money to help you know make this podcast better. Yeah, you know, that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, well, hopefully, but, with the conversation that we had, but that's okay because that. Ch- people know that Chase is, is a banker. He could be a, a financial advisor for me now. Yeah, essentially. I mean, well, I wouldn't be able to be like an official financial advisor. I only have my Series Six and my sixty-three license. I have no idea what that means. 
Is that like a, a car, a Series Six? No, it's not. It's not like a car or anything like that. But a Series, um, a Series Six is basically like a, a license uh, from uh, Finra, uh, basically um, stating that I could uh, have a conversation and I could sell you um, annuities, um, retirement plans, four hundred one k rollovers. Um, it's basically a test in which I could sell like retirement plans or saving plans, basically. Um, and then talking about like uh, you know financial regulations within the federal government, um, those sorts of things. And then the Series sixty three, um, you know, I'm not really the smartest person at this, but because um, I mean, because I mean, primarily, I mean, I don't exactly at, at my job. I just get um, if I if I'm sitting down with a customer that's talking about any of these things, and then I refer them over to our financial advisor that talks about them more in detail. Uh-huh. So I only know like the basic conceptual stuff. Right. I don't know like I don't know I can't dive into like too much de- I can't have like a conversation with you and like put everything into layman's terms. Yeah. Just because it's not something that I have a daily conversation about. But what I'm essentially trained to do at my institution is like if I hear any of these things, I know which people to get in contact with so that the customer can know more. Okay. So, but I mean, that's, that's essentially in a nutshell. Do do you feel like maybe this whole bank financial jargon can actually, uh, kind of make it hard for people to communicate and how to properly spend money with the bank or, and such like that. Cause right now I feel like, you know, with the whole wall street being the bad guy or wall street, the whole bailout and all this stuff, like people don't really understand the banking system. Yeah, and I think uh, that's true, and that caused a lot of frustration mm-hmm. of like, why are they making these the, these choices, or why are we in this situation? Mm-hmm. And do, I, and I think part of it has to do with uh, with things being a little bit too complicated. I, I think. Yeah, and you know it's um, <clears throat> it sucks because it's um, it's it's essentially the fault. I don't really know how to explain it, but it's essentially the fault of the customers. Most customers... Customers what, being right. Well, no. I mean, most customers, when they walk into a bank yeah. and they want to know information, and they, most people just want to be sat down with, for 15 minutes to open up an account. Mm. And my financial institution where I work at, we sit down with our customers. I sit down with my customers personally for an hour, hour and a half to talk about their financial needs, to talk about um, you know what they do for a living, if they have any kids what they're doing for retirement right now. Hmm. You know, where are they banking at right now? What do they like about where they're banking at right now? Why are they choosing us? You know, what what can we do to set ourselves apart? What can I do as a banker to make sure that when I'm calling you every day, to make sure that I'm doing my job properly? Hmm. So it's, it's more in-depth questions, and it's really kind of making it... We want to make our institution the way that we stand out we want to make sure that we're an advice center we're not really just in there for like maintenance and basic things you know we want people to call us to set up an appointment uh you know for bigger things that are happening in their life as they transition through although you haven't named the institution you're working for it sounds like you're advertising for them <laughs> they're like hey <laughs> this does. is what we do it does it can get better yeah. it does yeah no and but and, but it's good it's, it seems you like it there no, I, I do like it there, and I think they have they have a really great plan for 
you know, a sustainable future for what it is that they want to accomplish. How, how, how about can can banks have like a program for like entertainers or like comedians or like anybody who's in the arts? Considering that we're super broke all the time, <laughs> work something out. Uh, no, I would I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't doubt that. And you know, um, if if things go well for me on like the media and radio and television and uh, entertainment side of things, and I would like my financial institution to like back me. That would be pretty cool, right? Um, yeah, I mean, considering you know they this invest... stand up act has been sponsored by so and so. I know, right? And I mean, it would have to depending on the stand up act, but you know, they. I mean, because they contribute to the masses, and um, mm. but they're the financial institution where I work at. They're they're great. Um, they're a great company. They're great people. Um, the managers that I've worked for, um, that I sat down and have conversations with, they're really intelligent. Um, even some of the bankers that I've sat down with that are in my position as well too they're they're really great people they're smart and you know that's being a banker is not something that I see myself doing permanently so I like to get more into marketing right and uh, more media relations with with them so that's 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 the next step. It's going to take a couple years to get there. Be the sound guy for the commercial. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, you, something you, like that. <laughs> put it in my web series as experience. I know. I'll probably have to make a separate LinkedIn page for like uh, my Can we media, do that? Can for we do media that? and entertainment. I'll probably have to. I mean, mm. yeah, I'll have to do that. Dude, I just, after so many years, I actually, because for me, for a long time, I never got shit from LinkedIn <laughs> until you told me that you got this job from LinkedIn. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So I brushed up on LinkedIn and I fixed a lot of things, and I still haven't gotten shit from LinkedIn. Okay. Um, so. Well, that's not good. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't know. It all depends on what you're looking for, I guess. Maybe I need to change my profile pic. I mean, what's your profile picture of me doing? Just Smi- being you? smiling. I think that's the problem. Just like, like, oh, look at this asshole. He's <laughs> he's smiling. I'm gonna hire that guy. Oh man. Nah, but just would you do that? Like if you're hiring somebody, <laughs> you just judge by the picture that you see. I I probably would. I mean, yeah. Well, that's the thing is like a lot of people don't have a profile picture up, and that's even with their credentials. You know, the things that they've accomplished and the recommendations that they get doesn't mean shit unless they get you know more uh, unless they have a profile picture up. These, these hiring managers, you know, if they can't see your face, they don't consider anything else that's on there. They could care less. Why does that depress me so much? Oh, my God. Yeah. You, so, I mean, having a picture up there, I mean, that's that's 80% of the battle. I guess first impressions is, is you know, how you yeah. present yourself. I guess I, I see. And having, having a good picture is 80% of the battle. I need to get a good picture then. Yeah. And 20% is, like, your your credentials, your education. <laughs> Your achievements. The stuff that actually matters. And your recommendations. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess your face matters. I mean, it's like, okay, if I'm, if I'm working with this guy, I want to yeah. make sure he's, yeah. not, he's not weird looking or something. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I, you know, I'm good up here, but the rest of me is, you know, really No, not. dude, I, li- I like the, the look you got. It's, it's pretty, you got this relaxed guy. Thank you. Appreciate uh, that. The, the, yeah. the, 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 I guess uh, in fluffy terms. Fluffy terms, yeah. yeah. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm, I know. Or, I mean, we all are at the, the rate we're eating and drinking and everything. So, Dude, I'm an emotional eater. I, I, I don't know about you. Are you an emotional eater? I'm trying not to be anymore. So you I, were? I stepped on a scale and I was like, this is not good. <laughs> I didn't know. I, like, I didn't oh, know. Man. I didn't know, like, how... 
like holy holy shit I'm, I'm this much like I don't even I don't even look like that much in the mirror but I am but that's, that's me every time I step on the scale, no oh, matter what man. it says. But but me, it's like I I, 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 I need to eat when I'm writing, mm-hmm. when I'm out filming, when I'm editing, when when whatever I'm doing creatively, I need to like munching something, and that's mm-hmm. pretty bad. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to stick to like a healthy alternative, where it's just um you know like um some most days I skip breakfast, which is not it's not good at all for your body, and I just I don't eat until. Most days I don't eat until like one thirty, two o'clock in the afternoon. Holy shit! Why is that? I don't know because I guess my body is just so used to, you know, me neglecting it, like not feeding it breakfast. So it's just like, yeah, you're you're up, Chase, but you're not hungry. So just go to work and wait until about one thirty, two o'clock. Sometimes three maybe, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe, maybe it's your body telling you to not eat at all. Yeah, yeah, and. uh Sometimes I only go through like two meals, yeah, two meals a day, which I know is not good, you know, and obviously exercise is important. So that's something that I'm trying to change too, which is what I feel like if I, you know, develop a routine, it'll help me, it'll help me have more energy so I can go out and do comedy and it'll kind of help me with my retention of jokes Mm -hmm. and just, I think it's all starting having a healthy mind and having a healthy body as well too when you're able to multitask and do a lot of things that you want to do, right? So um, you can only do it so long with, like, adrenaline, and then once your body kicks in and says, like, you know, I can't, I need some rest or some things need to be changed up, you know, it's uh, that's the wake-up call right there. So I think I'm starting to get that wake-up call because when I'm tired at, you know, 7, seven at night when I'm getting home from, like, eight-hour work shift where I've just been sitting on my ass at a desk all day talking to people, like, I'm not supposed to be tired. Like, I'm supposed to be able to go on to... You know, I've noticed I've been getting tired lately a lot midday, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, that's a new development for me, too. Yeah. I think we're just getting old, man. Well, yeah, I mean... We're just getting old. We are getting old, but, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm only 27, so... I shouldn't. I shouldn't be looking like a forty-year-old man. You know? Yeah, but at least you still got your hair. Me, I'm 26, uh, and I do look like a forty-year-old man. <laughs> you know, with, with this hair. No. Yeah. yeah I, well. What? Mid thirties. Mid thirties. Mid thirties. Mid thirties. No, I hear you, man. I, I, I'm, you know, especially now, especially with the recent breakup. It's like I'm trying to change mm. lifestyles. You know, that's some recommend. It's like it's a good opportunity to yeah. like to just change things up and mm-hmm. work on yourself. Yeah, but it's like it's it's still hard. You mm-hmm. know, no, it is. And um, just going back to like the banging thing for the fees and everything, I have <laughs> I have I have a theory. You know, because okay. I know that's a broad conversation, but I know we'll stay we'll we'll make it short though. But I think the reason why they do it is because think of Bank of America is providing you a service to. Um, holding your money for you and if like shit goes awry and something happens to your account like where people hack into and steal your money out of it that money is insured by the fdic money is insured by the the, feds the feds that money is insured by the federal government Uh so any money that's like stolen that you don't recognize out of your account up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars i believe it is per individual account you know bank of america is going to take that loss for you and they're going to get that money back for you so that's that's the probably the reason behind the potential fees you know and the reason why there are certain charges um you know behind like certain accounts is because bank of america is providing that service for you 
It's all insured by the federal government, right? Because, or hey, say for example, you kept your money in the walls. Yeah. Just kept your money in a safe somewhere inside yeah. your house. Someone uh-huh. broke in your house, broke open that safe, stole that money. Uh-huh. Is that money insured? I guess not. There you go. You have your answer. Don't give me that fucking look. Oh, what do you fuck mean? You. What, what do you mean, mean fuck me? What, 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 why are you defending the banks here, man? I'm not defending the banks, but I'm just... I'm not defending well, the banks, okay, but... Okay, here's there's... what I'm saying. Fees, whatever. Okay. But, you know, I think some could be reasonable. I, I think I don't think all fees should be, you know... Like, for well, example... What's your fee? What do okay. You, how much you, what's your fee? I, I don't know fucking... Know. Just once in a while, they take like 12 bucks or something off the account, which is no big deal, I guess. But, I don't know. Like, someone who's broke as me, those 12 bucks matter quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but explain this then, since we're on the subject. Okay. Overdraft fees. Overdraft fees. I could explain those perfectly, actually. Good. Why yeah. $35? Why can't Why? it be like $10? Or like, okay. Or like, so, so they probably things. go over overdraft for you during your account opening process, but that's something, obviously, that a lot of people don't remember, and a lot of people have paperwork for stored away in their account information. Don't bother to look it up, but that's okay. That's uh-huh. okay, Jorge. But what overdraft... What The purpose of overdraft fees is that it's standard for most checking accounts by all of the financial institutions that exist. Most of them do have a standard overdraft practice, right? And really it's a service for you. So you should be thankful that you have like overdraft practice in your account. You should be thankful that you have an overdraft fee. Jesus Christ. Why? Why? Okay. Me and the listeners okay. are dying to know why okay. the fuck overdraft fees are good for you. I'll tell I'll tell you why they're good for you. Say you have a hundred dollars in your account. Uh-huh. Right? And you know, you essentially write a check for $150 mm-hmm. to somebody, mm-hmm. right? That person that has the $150 check goes to cash it at their financial financial institution. You know, the check clears, mm-hmm. yielding negative $50 in your account because that financial institution that they brought your check that you wrote $150 to probably not knowing or knowing that you only had a hundred dollars in the account mm-hmm. right basically that financial institution communicated to your bank of america saying oh jorge is a great guy based on his account history based on the balances that he has we'll vouch for him we'll go ahead and cash this check and for that instead of being bounced and your friend getting pissed off at you Saying, wow, you wrote me a shit check. Yeah. It's cashed. Uh-huh. He has his money. Uh-huh. And now you see it as, well, I'm negative 50 bucks plus the overdraft fee in the hole. Well, think about what would happen if that check didn't cash. Right? The friend gets no money. The friend gets no money. And then, and then I could just go work on getting an extra 50 bucks instead of trying to get... 80 bucks or 90 bucks just to get back to zero yeah but that's the whole thing like that's that's the bank doing a service for you you know knowing that you don't have enough funds in your particular account Jorge I mean I mean no I mean no offense to like all the listeners here but you're you're you are supposed to know how much money is in your account Right. You shouldn't be writing checks to the amount of money that you know that you well, don't Well, I'm not writing checks for like well, ne- negative but... 50 bucks. It's more okay. Like the cases I did have overdraft yeah. fees, like maybe I had like, I don't know, at the time, to me like 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 10 bucks or something mm-hmm. in the bank. Yeah. 
And I, for some reason, I bought something that I thought was like $9. But it turns out with something, whatever, it's like $10.50. Exactly. So, I, I, I guess I got like negative 75 cents or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Cents. Yeah. Or even a dollar. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit. I probably, you know, cash in the, in the bank, you know, uh-huh. fix that. But, but sometimes, you know, I go in there and they already charged me 35 bucks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Where, where I could have just easily just put in more money. Exactly, but that's something that you should have done already before the time. I mean, or, I mean, the bank's responsibility is I mean, just. I, I, the, I get it. I get it. I know. I mean, it's it's not, it's not like it's, it's like getting a parking violation. It's like yes, I know there's a two hour. I know it's my responsibility to move the car in two hours. Yeah. But sometimes with life, you know, sometimes you get distracted. You come back at, at, at two hours and fifteen minutes, and mm-hmm. you got a ticket. I know. Does that mean? Oh well, I guess. I guess it's it's it still sucks overall. It does, Hori. I'm not saying that it. I mean, look. I mean, overdraft protection is actually. I mean, if you look at the bigger picture of it, it's actually it's a it's a good thing, because not. I mean, well, and then I'll also give you another example as well too. Not only writing a check to your friend. That's just example one. You know what? You're, you're, you're not getting that one check for me ever. Okay. It's all gonna be cash. Okay. That's. I mean, that's that's better. Actually, <laughs> cash cash is way better than you know what? Always, always bitcoins. Bitcoin. What do you stand on bitcoins? Is that still a thing? Bitcoin is still a thing, and I haven't done a whole lot of research about it, but I've I've heard about it. You know. Do do I think do the banks usually deal with that shit? Um no, no. but our financial institutions don't normally because it's a bitcoin is its own um it's its own currency it's its own entity. It's not on like the it's not on the world uh, world currency exchange or right. the world market or anything like that. It's its own separate thing. So this we're on the subject of banks. How, how do you feel to those who say that financial in- institutions are actually a bad thing for society? Well, despite me just being just a banker in a bank, I'm not the one. I'm just speaking to everybody listening to this podcast. I'm not the one that fucked over the world, okay? It's people that work in the big financial, the the financial institutions and the wealth management sector sector that deal with accounts that are twenty five million dollars or more. Mm. I'm just a small guy, but I get a lot of shit from people saying. Do that, you? Yeah. People give you shit. You'll give me a lot of shit for like the reason why. The world is the way that it is, and it's all but, fault like of bankers. You, like you're at a bar, and you're like, "Oh, I'm a banker," and they just load it on you. Yeah. <laughs> is there a story behind this? Not really. I mean, it's just. It, I mean, because I'm not phased by it. I mean, it's 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 just a lot of ignorant people that haven't done their research yeah. that just look at me. Oh, you were. F- your piece. I mean, well, <laughs> oh shit. Let me, let me you have to delete that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's at 36. I got it. Don't worry. I got you. Thank God. All right. But you work. You work at so and so institution. Like you're a piece of shit. <laughs> like why? You know what I mean. Like, well, yeah. why did you fuck over the world? And what? And how, how do you respond to that? Just like, well, it's not me exactly. I'm just a guy that works at a desk, and that's that's all I do. I just work at a desk all day, and I just help people out with their current accounts or opening up new accounts. Do they go more extreme? Like, oh yeah, well, they're Nazis that were just doing their are they trying too. to like, Or they try to educate me and like tell me everything about exactly what happened, even though I know exactly what happened already with all so the I, documentaries. I, I know. I've seen the big short. Yeah, I know. 
I know exactly what happened. Yeah. I what I do at my financial in- institution does not reflect what happened. Yeah, and but okay? but, but people does just, just lay it on you, huh? Just lay it on me anyway, just because I work for a so and so institution. Blah blah blah. That's part of the you know biggest shit show that happened in history, but I I had nothing to do with it. Uh-huh. So. But I mean, yeah, that's that's well, because you're probably the closest thing they're ever gonna get. To, of course, because because I'm right there with everyday customers that walk right. into the branch. Right, like like for example, like you know, like the last guy that broke up with me, like we had this thing where, I guess her parents didn't really dig me, mm-hmm. whatever and whatever. Uh-huh. Long story short, she she couldn't really work things out, so I was so pissed. I was like, fuck, getting judged by her parents, and mm-hmm. and I'm cool with her sister. Yeah. But I was so pissed off, and her sister is like the closest thing I'll get to her parents, and I just you know pulled an attitude with her sister unfairly, of course, uh, and that totally you know pissed her off, of yeah. course. But it's like that's the thing; it's like I, I I didn't mean it yeah. to to project it on her sister, but that was the closest thing I was gonna get to getting to her parents. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that; like they yeah. see you, they're like, all right, this guy does not run a bank, none of that. But damn it, he's I, the closest thing that I'm yeah. gonna encounter with every day, and at a bar, and I'll just give it to him. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> I, uh, whatever, man. You know, it's just it's it's well, something dude, that I just push cause, aside. Because it's hard being adults, man. I, I think I think the, 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 what I mean by that, it's hard to emotionally contain yourself when the opportunity comes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I don't know what this bullshit of uh, everybody's kind. Everybody is is. I think a lot of us have or the strive or the strive for world peace. Yeah, because I think a lot of us do have a darker side. A lot of us have yeah. that side when we get frustrated and we show it. Uh, and I think uh, fine, show it, but don't let that take over your entire life. And, and th- that's part of adulthood is responsibility, knowing how to contain your emotions. Yeah, at least that's what people like to say. You know, communicating well, with well, people on the other side right. of the counter who are just doing their jobs, right. and you're a piece of shit to them. You're an asshole. You're an idiot if you're ye- you're an idiot if you're yelling at a Burger King because someone put too much mayo on your burger. Go fuck yourself. Walk out. May- walk out happen? and die. When did that? What did that happen? I'll just give you an example. Uh, too much mayonnaise on the burger. Who fucking knows? Or like, or the fries weren't cooked well enough for me. Fuck you. Then, then just go up to the person. Don't yell at them, cause that's what everybody does. Everybody yells at the person there. You don't. Here's what you do, okay? If there's like too much mayo on your burger, you go up. Here's how you do it as an adult, okay? Mm-hmm. And I don't have any experience in this because. If it were to happen to me, I'd just be like, fine, there's too much mayo on my burger. Fuck it. I'm not picky. I don't care. Right. You know, right. I I, only, I paid, what, five bucks for a burger that I'm going to hate right later? Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. So, but if you're that person that's really particular, here's what you do, okay? Go to the counter. You say, excuse me, sir, miss, um, there's actually a little bit too much mayo on here from, you know, my particular taste. I was wondering if it's not too much of a trouble if I could get less mayo on this burger. That's what you do. That's all you do. That happens 0% of the time. But it's not like, it's not as exciting as going up there, hey, I, I, I don't want this fucking mayo on my fucking burger. 
I know you're What does it take to get a fucking burger with some proper mayonnaise around here? I know. See, wouldn't that be more entertaining? Of course it would be more entertaining, but it just kind of reflects the biggest pieces of shit that still live in America. But, dude, that's all over the world. I think that's... I think that's... I mean, don't get me wrong. I get you. It's fucking annoying. It is bad. But at the same time... I think those... those, those but, but, but the best part of our humanity is how we are emotionally stupid at certain situations. I find it hilarious. That it I know, but... Uh, I mean... I mean... I, it's I, funny at first. I, I read an article yeah. that, that had a theory mm-hmm. that's saying that the evolution of, of humanity is that we're not really well developed yet. Uh, after we reach a certain level of maturity, after like, you know, our 20s, we may mature, like our bodies may mature, but not our mindsets. So we still have these like, you know, almost childlike uh, traits when it comes to responding to emotional responses. Okay. So, so that's a theory of why, you know, People react a certain way later in adulthood. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, why is a 30 year old fucking crying? Like, why is a over something like mayonnaise so on a bun? Yeah, it's so, yeah. Menial. And they're saying it has to do with evolution. It has to do with, like, like, we're not mature yet as a species. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, but I don't think it's a missing component. I don't think it's as um, complex as just like a simple component that's missing in our brains. I think it's just if I see that person pissed off, the immediate, my immediate feeling is that person had shitty parents. <laughs> okay, he did. Well, the, the, he so had parents that didn't raise in the debate of him na- or her properly. Of nature versus nurture, you think it's more nurture than nature. It's ex- I I feel that way with my psychology background. I think it's more nurture hmm. because my parents were awesome. Shout out to my parents who aren't pieces of shit yeah. um, that raised me properly. Yeah. That if something wasn't satisfying to me, you don't go up to the person and start yelling at them. You go up to them, you voice your concern in a proper tone, you ask if there's a solution that could be done, and that's it. You just move on. So Life isn't so shitty because you have more mayonnaise on your burger. Your best friend could die the next day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, pick pick your problems that piss you off the most. You know what I mean? That's, wait, that's all it comes down to. But Chase, to. you're telling me you never had an emotional outburst even at this age? No, I haven't. How do you do it? I realize I real. How do I do it? I realize that there are bigger problems than the ones that will only stick with you for 30 seconds. Hmm. Uh, the only emotional outbursts that I had really were, um, was like the death of my grandpa, the death of my uncle, um, the death of one of my best friends in college, died of cancer, really young, great guy, um, helped me influence a lot of the ways that I do comedy now. Um, I mean, it's really just, it's, it's the bigger impacts, you know, the, the death in the families, the people that aren't with you now Mm. that deserve an emotional outburst because people understand that because that's, that's, that's universal, but not breakups, not like breakups as well too. Not bad days. Not like, like, like shitty, shitty, shitty situations where you're like, fuck it. I mean, I've, I've had, I've had my shitty outburst. I mean, yeah, I've had my outburst of just like a shit day. Right. I have. But I didn't I guess I didn't go far as far as like demean and like reflect that onto the next person that I encounter. Mm. I didn't demean the next person that I encountered with. 
I kept that to myself. Like, if I was having a really shitty day or, you know, breakups that I've had, whatever the case may be, you know, I, I keep that to myself. Just, like, the short-term things. Right. The long-term things such as, like, deaths and breakups. But if I'm having, like, a really bad day, I try not to reflect that onto the next person that I encounter. Do you feel like you bottle your emotions a little bit too much sometimes? I did at first. And then I stopped... And I just stopped doing that. I've I've been able to manage that pretty well, actually. Mm. Over these um, these last uh, college, I had a little hard time. I I, ball, I bottled them up, but after college, I would say probably twenty four twenty four was when I was able to manage those emotions a little bit better. Don't know how you do it. I'm still working on that shit. I'm like, ah, I'm. I'm I mean, nobody. I mean, nobody. I'm getting perfect. older. It's like, ah, why am I acting this way? Like, why am I thinking this way? What the fuck's wrong with me? Like, yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Like, uh, I think uh, I wear my my emotions on my sleeves sometimes a little too much. Yeah. And you know, one thing I have accepted is that nobody's perfect, but there's no reason to be a piece of shit to the next person that you encounter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, guilty of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, I mean, everyone is, but don't, if you're going to be, fine, if you're going to be a piece of shit to the next person that you counter, just make sure it's not something so menial and small that it could be fixed okay. like that. So, uh, wh- where are the limits for you? Like, something, so, okay, obviously you can't get mad o- over something materialistic. Yeah. Like, w- w- wouldn't make sense for me to get mad at you if, like, my camera broke or some shit, right? Or whatever. Yeah, if I if I no, if you have nothing related to why the camera broke, nothing. Oh, like if you broke your camera, yeah. and then you got mad at me. Yeah, I get that. That's shitty. Yeah. Anything like materialistic, like I don't know, like I don't know, like. Well, then I'd be like, well, what happened? Or like, I fucking <laughs> broke my camera. I'd be like, oh shit, man, that's a bad day. Well, um, man. No, I was. I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I, I haven't figured out that theory. It's just, it's just something instinctively that comes up when I encounter it, like, happening at the moment in time, right? Just people bitching. I'll always. Yeah. Here's my. I'll always stick up for the person that's working behind the counter in customer service. That's always dealing with people every day. Hey, whether huh? whether it's something that I say immediately, whether it goes on. Or if it's um, or if it's something that I could do for that person emotionally, that's around the counter as well too. Like, um, like for example, like a couple years back, I was in like a Michaels or something, and I was getting some paints for like a model that I was working on, and uh, uh, there was a there was some white lady that was checking out her you know stuff and. I guess it was an argument over like a picture frame and the pricing of it and how it was like misadvertised or mislabeled or or thought it was like a sale item and she was just berating like this poor young poor young lady you know that that had that probably didn't decide the price point of the particular picture frame mm. all she knows is her particular job at that moment in time if she rings up the product that's how much it costs that's it end of story she doesn't she doesn't give a shit you know I mean really I mean she doesn't give a shit about you know your problems or what the price is supposed to be she doesn't care but 
and she handled she conducted herself like a professional she was like oh well I'm very sorry you know um, I'll get my manager to figure it out manager goes by figures it out you know price point was you know was supposed to be I guess it was just mislabeled on the shelf or something she was like well that's bullshit the lady the white lady was like well that's bullshit it should be this price and back and forth it went blah blah blah, blah. so you know eventually she just paid full price you know whatever the price was you know that was rang up that was the end of story and so what I did and I was the next person up so what I did was you know um I told her I was like wow uh, you handled yourself very well by the way I work in customer service myself too and uh you know I thought that lady was a piece of shit <laughs> both the manager and the cashier were there too yeah so they both they, they both kind of had a little chuckle a little laugh because I mean that's that's a good thing to kind of reflect upon after a shitty situation, right? When someone acknowledgement uh, that. acknowledgement that you know the customer was fucking wrong, yeah, and just kind of hearing, just kind of knowing that somebody else that's watching is kind of on their side, or kind of understands the rationale behind everything that that's going on, and what they ended up doing was they did something super nice. I wasn't even expecting it, and. They uh they took off fifty percent off my price. Holy shit! Yeah, I was like, no, you don't. Please don't do that. You know, I'll pay full price. I'm a customer. I came in here, you know, needing something. Right. And I'll I'll pay the price, and that's fine. She then, was like, then you became a piece of shit for for fighting the fifty percent off. <laughs> for not accepting the half off, but. But, you know, they pleaded with me. They were like, no, yeah. I mean, you're so great. You're so awesome. You know, thank you, you know, very much for, you know, sticking up for us and, you know, um, kind of seeing everything and, you know, making our days better, uh, knowing that there are people like you. And so we just want to do that. So the manager accepted it. And I was like, I mean, if that's something you guys want to do, I mean, cool. I mean, I'll go and take it. But it's not something that has to be done. Mm-hmm. So it's just... See, there's the working class hero, and I think you're the first customer service class hero. Yeah, <laughs> you're, fight, uh, you're fighting for the the, the I'm fight. I'm the customer fighting. service people. It's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've so I've, I know people who work in customer service, whether it's in retail or anything else, mm. and they complain a lot on Facebook. Um, I complain. I have my share of complaints too. I mean, I get it out that way, but no. And that te- yeah. and that tells me though that yeah, it's a legit thing. It's like it's like there's a lot of people out there that. That don't like where they're working, and they don't like how they're treated by the or the expectations customers put on them. Yeah, yeah. and it's really unfair because some customers just are completely out of line with the horse shit that they that they expect or that they want, and then they'll threaten you with, "Oh well, I guess I'll take my business oh well elsewhere." Lot of fine, fuck you, take your business elsewhere. I don't give a shit. Mm. I don't care. I don't own this fucking you, business. Yeah, I don't. One, I don't own this business, and and two, do you think the next store that you go into is gonna be like, oh yeah, thank you very much. I'll suck your dick. Ugh, I'll do that. You know, there's a no. Per- there's a perfect scene in Louis that sums it up uh, after this session. Okay, I think. but where Louis from Louis C.K. goes to a store, and uh, and there's like a young cashier. And Louie's asking for something, and she's like, oh, well, we don't have it. Like, mm-hmm. okay. And I forgot what happened, but Louie gets annoyed at her. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're not even helping me out. And she goes, well, I own the store, and we don't have what you got, and how you're asking is very rude, so I don't want to help you. So you could go. 
And Dewey goes, well, I'm a customer, this and that, and all that. And she goes, well, I don't care. Yeah. And, like, th- that scene itself was, like, like, I don't know, for some reason, it hit me hard. I was like, yeah, like, I, I don't think, have to care. Yeah, and I think just the idea that needs to be instilled now is just when you as a customer walk into anywhere, you're not on a pedestal. You're on an equal playing field. Because you need to communicate effectively to the customer service representative, to the store owner, to whoever it may be, to whatever it is that you're looking for. And the store owner has to do the same. You guys are on equal level playing. You're, you're communicating. It's the basis of human nature, human interaction. And you just, you know what, as the customer, you have to accept what this person is saying because... The customer service representative is listening to everything you're saying. They have to accept everything that you're saying. They have to accept it. But it's bullshit that this customer gets doesn't have to accept anything. That's what it is now. The customer doesn't have to accept what the fuck the customer service representative has to say or what the store manager has to say or the owner has to say. That fucking baffles me. Mm. Because it used to be back a long time ago. It used to just be, well, a customer walks in like, oh, I'm looking for this. Oh, we don't have that. We'll have it on Friday. Okay, cool. I'll come back Friday. Oh, Friday comes along. Oh, I'm looking for this. Oh, we have it. Awesome. I'll buy it. On the way it goes. Instead, it's like, oh, you don't have it? That's fucking bullshit. You don't have it. Do you feel like it's our generation that's that? Yeah, the millennials I, I are do. Like that? Yeah. I feel like it's Generation X it's or whatever it was, the Millennials, and then the generation before that. Yeah. I think that's where it started. And then also Baby Boomers a, as well, a, too. A generation of pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Baby Boomers as well, too. Some of them. I think some of the Baby Boomers as well, too. Because they're the ones that are teaching their children to act like that. Mm. You're not on whatever the fuck it is that you think that you're on when you walk into a store as a customer. Yeah. And you're spending your hard-earned money on. Yeah. And that you're on this pedestal yeah. that puts you above anybody that works in that particular store. You're you're full of shit. You need to be slapped. It's a reality. I'm dead serious. It's it's a reality check. I'm sorry. Just to have say. a slap machine on the side. Yeah. Just like, just have a sign up like. What you say doesn't matter, but we'll help you out anyway. Mm. I think that's just just. I, I feel I feel like you should totally create a series or books for businesses. How do? <laughs> I think you should. Spread that's what this is my this is my idea of my video blog on YouTube. It's just <laughs> teaching people how not to be, you know. Before you know it, man, you'll be on tour as a business speaker, right? Because you, you know, like how they have like you know, rich dad, poor dad, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be called Chase, piece of shit customers service yeah how or just how, 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 step one how to deal with pieces of shit when they come in asking well it's, I, it's not even that i want to teach business owners i want to teach people i want to teach this generation of like how it is you're supposed to conduct yourself as a person when you walk into an institution or when you walk into a store hmm. when you you know there's no ego that you have you 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 don't walk in and become Prince Charles anywhere you walk in as Chase and you walk out as Chase whether you buy something or not I mean I get what you're saying I'm pretty sure there's a couple people that would walk in and have that but like 
I don't think it's that often. Is it that often? What? That often that people are like so chill and nonchalant? That... No, is it, is it often that, that, that people go in and think they're on a high pedestal? Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? Yeah. If the customer service line or like the return line is ever fucking long, mm-hmm. that's your sign. Wait, that's your sign that maybe the business ain't doing something right or the customers are, are wrong? Uh, the customers are wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> fucking, I mean, well, okay, maybe not the length of the line, but just the length that it takes to help out with a particular service in a customer service line. Mm. Like if a particular store doesn't have what you're looking for, then accept that. Or ask the second question of like, oh, okay, well, which store is it that I can get that at? Be an adult. Be an adult. Don't be a dick. Yeah. That should be like a slogan. Yeah. You can write that on a t-shirt probably. B-A-A. <laughs> be an adult. <laughs> All right, Chase. We're nearing the hour. Are we really? Yeah, we are. Holy Jesus. So, uh, really didn't even talk about comedy at all. That's okay. Okay. We, I, I think we learned a lot about banking. We learned a lot about banking and customer yeah. service. and. <laughs> I, just, I think it became a educational I mean, episode. I just hope that, yeah, whoever's, whoever listens to this is just... I mean, take what I say for a grain of salt. I'm not calling everybody a piece of shit, but I would just say kind of test yourself next time you're out in public. Yeah. If you're ever going to be a dick to a customer service person or if you ever feel like lashing, just check yourself. You should probably develop like some kind of a scale on the people look on like a, on a paper. Like, all right, yeah. what level of a piece of shit am I feeling right now? Yeah, exactly. Like when you go into the ER and it's like, how how bad are you feeling? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, the diagnostics came in. Yeah, you're, 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 you're almost a piece of shit. You're getting there. Yeah. It's best you come back when you're feeling uh, like an adult. Mm-hmm true story is that is that is that the system you, you want to create yeah well i mean the system that i want to create is just like essentially if you feel like you're going to yell at a customer service representative that only makes 10 bucks an hour you should just walk away immediately and come back calm cool and collect mm-hmm. and when you're ready to talk like an adult then come back all right but if you're ready to yeah words of it. wisdom by chase yeah Doherty. Um, thank you where can people catch your comedy next time Oh man, well, I'm usually at the um, at Cafe Frascati. Um, I'm starting to go back to the caravan on Wednesdays and then uh, Woodham's on Mondays as well, too. And then I also got to check out Jacob's spot as well, too. Which Jacob one? Wheels. Michalateca? Not Michalateca. That's, I think that's done for. No, no, he, he uh, Jacob is doing that now. Too. Jacob's doing that now too. Yeah, and he's also doing another room on like. Oh, the keys. place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Play the place. The place. Yeah, he ended that. He ended that. Yeah, it was a fucked up situation. It, oh, it, it was. Jesus. It was. It was. It's not his fault. It really isn't. Like I, I even went there, and it's a piece of that. Talk about piece of shit people. That's a piece of shit place for comedy. Damn. Because uh, you know, for comedy, it's important to make sure that the ownership uh-huh. of the place. Supports it. Uh-huh. Look at the caravan. You look. You look at Woodham's. Even for Scotty, it's like they want you there. The baristas, the 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 mm. the, the, the fucking yeah. uh, bartenders. Uh huh. But with the place, it's not like that. I gotta check out so. Arturo's place in Union City. Yeah, it's a new one. I heard it's really good. Pepper Tree, right? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that's really good. I gotta check that out too. Yeah. So, all South Bay. That's where I'll be at. I'm trying to get my next shot at the Improv. 
whenever mm-hmm. that'll happen. Well, you've done the improv like twice, two times, two times, yeah, yeah, or just yeah for another showcase. Whatever happens first, I'm just kind of writing material, kind of developing some new stuff. All right, Chase, thank you yeah. for coming. Thank you, Ori.